Angela Pichardo is a psychic medium who joined my medium circle on Meetup a couple of years ago. And I've had the chance to watch her work many times and to witness her incredibly gentle connection with spirit. And she has shared on numerous occasions that some of the people in her life have expressed judgment toward her due to her beliefs and due to her work with spirit and as a medium. And there are a number of reasons why that judgment exists. Some of them are of Christian backgrounds. And so they have some beliefs about mediums and some just don't understand. And so I wanted to have a conversation with her because I don't think that's an unusual struggle. And I thought it would be helpful for others to hear her experience and hopefully gain inspiration. It's a really educational conversation and I hope you enjoy. Hi, Angela. Hey. Thank you so much for um, good. Good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. So excited to be here. <laughs> Me too. I'm so excited you're here as well. Um, we're, we decided to sit down today because um, we've had numerous discussions about the idea of having people who are close to you in your life um, not believe you about your spiritual beliefs or about your spiritual systems and have judgments about those systems. You are a psychic medium who I met through the circle that we both are members of. And we, we meet every week and, and practice with spirit. And, um, and repeatedly, you've mentioned that that's something that you struggle with, uh, that you wish that the people close to you were, more open to what you believe in, or at least didn't have judgment about it. So I'd love to talk about that because I don't think you're the only one who experiences that. I think it's a pretty common thing. I am fortunate because most of the people in my life, they might not share the same beliefs, but they're pretty much like, you know, you do what you, you have, you do, and that's you. And, but I think when we get into situations where people are deeply religious, that's when the judgments start to come out. And um, that's something I think a lot of people contend with. And I think it's an interesting conversation. But before we get into it, why don't you share um, your your origin story, if you will, how how you came to understand your own connection to spirit and what that entailed and just the whole the whole background of that. Uh, so uh, my native country is Dominican Republic, and my mom, my mom tells me that uh, since I was a little girl, I had a dream, and um, I would dream about like my neighbors. I would dream about like numbers and stuff like that. In DR, they love to like play lotos and stuff like that. And people will come to me actually like to ask me um, what numbers would I like that day <gasps> because. They will play it and they will like get money for it. So Whoa. my mom, like, he was like very, she was very upset because she keeps thinking like, oh, they always get money and they never come and give some to you. So she, she was like, don't talk to anybody. You will not talk to anybody. So the neighbors will call me and ask me, but my mom was like, no. Um, but pretty much like that was like when I was, you know, I would say like, maybe four or five years old like I was very young and I think I just like share whatever like dreams I had um but when I grew up like I my family in DR especially uh through my father's eye uh they are uh psychic mediums um they use trance and stuff like that but I never was really connected to that uh I came here when I was 17 years old and I really didn't know anything about it um uh, my other side of the family my mom's um side they very religious uh they go to church um every sunday you know they pretty much like know the bible and that was other uh, things that my mom like try to show me and from my mom's side like everybody would talk to me about those things 
um, and I, in a way, was religious. Like, I would go to church and stuff like that. Um, but I was not really um, connected to anything. Like, I, I feel like pretty, I felt pretty normal, like, at that time. Um, I believe it was not until, like, something big really happened in my life that I started, like, to have all these experiences. So um, my father had a stroke in VR, mm-hmm. and he was really sick. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I thought that I was going to lose him. So I have to travel uh, to see him there. And all the way, like from New York City to VR, I just keep asking me the same question. Like, what about if he dies? What I'm going to do if he dies? Because my father is uh, everything for me. Like he's, he's, he's great, you know, and, and he has protected me so much and I'm, I'm completely grateful. So I keep asking that question. And then like, there was one question that I asked myself and I'm, I was like, I wonder like if he dies, will he be okay? Will he be um, content, I guess, with the life that he had? And all of a sudden, like I asked that question to myself, like, I was like, okay, like if you die, will you be like happy? And the answer was no. <laughs> so I, I, I was, I kept thinking about it. I kept thinking like, but why I'm, I'm not happy? Like why I'm not connecting? Why, you know, it's, it's, it feels so weird. And that connection with kind of like he dying and, you know, the experiences that you have in life, like really shocked me. Um, so I went to the eye, uh, thank God that he was, you know, he's, he was okay. Like he spent like at least like two weeks, um, in a clinic there then uh, he was able to travel and he spent I would say like three months in a hospital here because he was very sick and all that time I felt like my whole world was collapsing like I I couldn't understand like what was happening and all of a sudden I started to have this feeling of being open and I, I didn't really know to what I, I would sit in the hospital, like seeing him and all of a sudden, like people would pass by and I would have like flashes of things that were happening. And I didn't know like if it was me or if it was somebody else, like I started to get anxious. I started, I started to kind of like feeling things like it was so many emotions and I, I didn't understand what was happening to the point that I, uh, I have to actually go to therapy <laughs> because I thought that I was having like panic attacks. I thought that I was having, you know, anxiety attack, attacks, all the stuff. And all of a sudden, like I started to have these like dreams, like a lot of like dreams, um, foreseeing dreams, like dreams about the future, dreams about things that were happening. Um, and little by little, I start connecting with those feelings out all of a sudden like feel something and then somebody around me would say that they were feeling the same thing so I kind of was starting to understand that those feelings were not just me that it was like all the people around me as well and I started wondering why I started like like what is this like is this like something that is because I'm empathetic or it's something bigger um I started to go to places that they were more in touch, like with energy and stuff like that. I actually started with Reiki um, just to relax myself and like calm down. And um, I feel like that's when like everything opened up uh, for me, like feeling the energy, understanding that all other people like actually felt like that. Um, people talking to me about their experience uh, with dreams, uh, with energy of others, um, because I thought that it was just like me having anxiety. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and I, I started reading, I started, um, talking like to others and I, I kind of like found out that no, like this was more like spiritual. Um, I connected more to my family from my father's side. So they more, spiritual and they um, started talking to me about uh, what that meant the history of our family um, 
and eventually like i i started to meet more people that uh, were more uh, into that mm-hmm. um and of course like there was like a breeze of fresh air like i felt like wow like i'm not crazy mm-hmm, i bet <laughs> but then like the all there's all the things then that happened and um it's not always uh just love and light like people no, say um no, no of course not there's like a lot of other things that come with that and yeah. what what was what was your family history would do you mind sharing that what did you what did they tell you um from my mom's side when when your dad and and his family shared started sharing with you your spiritual history yes so um my great grandma uh was a medicine woman uh she she did trans uh mediumship and she knew a lot about herbalism and plants and um she i i believe i did not uh know her know her um i think she did a lot of in the community that she lived um and she passed those things also to my grandmother my grandmother was not too much into herbalism, but she was also a trans medium. Um, my aunt is a trans medium as well. And she also read cards. Um, so she's, she's also pretty much um, in the spiritual um, practice. However, <laughs> in DR, like they, um, they practice what is called uh, Dominican voodoo. So it is not um, what kind of like you see here, like it's, it's, it's different. How is and, it different? Um, so they do, they believe in something that is called the 21 divisions. And um, there's a lot of uh, deities there. They actually work with deities and uh, um, there's a lot of divisions of them. Um, there's a lot of uh, things that go into place for you to practice that. You have to kind of be called into it. You cannot just go. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to wait until you kind of like invited by your actual deity. It's, it's, it's not something that you can decide by yourself. Uh, there's a lot of people that do, do that. Um, but it's certain risk uh, that you take when you don't do things the way that you should do them. Risks as, as a in... spiritual risk. Yeah. So so yeah, like yeah, um, karma gets shifted or um, struggles in in life and that sort of thing arise if you don't follow the the practice yes. the way. Yeah. I was kind of like afraid of all that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I think it's a huge uh, compromise like for you to go into that because uh, there's certain steps, there's some certain way of life that you should go by in order for you to, to do these things. And after that, there's a whole um, process like to you actually learning how they work. And somebody has to prepare you for that in that person is also shoes by your deity. So okay. it's, yeah, it's, it's a, you know, it's, it's a little complex. And um, I, I was not, you know, sure that I was ready for that, for that big um, commitment. Yeah. <laughs> because it is, it is a commitment. Yeah. Um, but here, like with the Reiki and the psychic mediumship, I feel like a little bit more at ease. I feel like um, I, I can go into that and not feel like I'm doing something wrong or like I have to wait for something, you know, to tell me that it's okay. You know, it's pretty much like very connected to spirit and to the person that you um, that you're doing at that at that specific time. The this, the person that you're working with. Uh, so I have been studying, you know, um, my origins and how this work. And I think uh, that have made me feel a little bit more at ease about mm-hmm. those practices and how to go about it. And 
also not to feel pressure like anymore um if whatever is gonna happen is gonna happen so i feel like way more comfortable now with that yeah yeah and it sounds like um the the evolution of all of these processes they it shifts as as generations move on so it may well be that those processes were required for your grandmother your great-grandmother your aunt but it may also be that you are in a different place energetically than they were so that you can practice the way they practice and use their tools in a in a way that is smoother for you and maybe that's promoting the idea that you know like laziness is okay and all that but I don't think so I I think that it's just things evolve as we move on and so maybe you found your connection to spirit to be strong enough at this point to be able to know that you are protected from any of those types of energies that could step in while you practice with that with that you know protocol with with that um uh way of that belief system um, of your ancestors, but to do it in a way that's easy for you, because it's just, it seems like it's part of your bloodline. So it's like, it, it, it seems almost necessary for you to pursue, pursue it. Right. It does feel like that. Uh, once I was connected more to them and knew about those things, yes, like it scared me a little bit, but it, it also made me feel like more like myself. Like it, it make me, it make me feel like something click. Like I yeah. know now, you know, the story like of why I feel this way and why I'm so uh, attracted to plants, to herbalism, to all these things. Like it's it's just very natural to me, mm-hmm. and it 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 did like make me feel um more focused on you know like what to do and what kind of like not to do. And yeah. and the. I could, I'm probably semi wrong about this, but I bet you a lot of the procedure required is really more to keep people who are not, don't know to treat it as a sacred practice and to take it very, very seriously, to keep them from just diving in without absolute understanding of what they're opening themselves up to. And that's not to say that what they're opening themselves up to is this, you know, terrible thing, just that it's a, there's a responsibility in opening yourself to spirit and sharing with others. Right. And so it's like, you know, hermetic practices or the, um, I forget, I forget exactly what it's called, but it's the, it's, it's like the ancient, um, it was like a 2000 year practice where everybody would take this pilgrimage to a place and drink this special potion that was kind of like our ayahuasca and then have a night of just revelation in which you could only do it once and um can't think of the word right now but uh but you know it's it's expecting the purity required for that you know it, it sounds like the same thing like if you if you did that you couldn't be a murderer the this thing that i'm talking <laughs> about if you were a murderer if you'd ever killed anyone you weren't allowed to pr- participate yeah um yeah. and and so it's the same idea it sounds like just the the requirement of purity of intention is more important than anything else yes Yes, um, I think they also want you to know that um, this is something like very serious and they want you to train for it with a person that went through that also uh, process so they can show you how to do these things. Mm-hmm. And um, they very guarded about it. Um, if you don't have a person that um, is close to you, none of them will tell you what how to do x y and z like it is very um cover you know you you actually have to know somebody close to you in order for them to help you Mm -hmm. unless uh this person it's it's um kind of advice like by the deity that it's okay for them to help you or to take you as you know like their uh god uh son god daughter that's Mm -hmm. how kind of like it goes yeah okay yeah Um, but it is um you know like just protecting you know like the purity the commitment you know like that you are you know right right for that (laughs) yeah and that you take it seriously yeah it's it's the you know the secret 
secret teachings of the ages. You know, it's, it's like, it, it seems to be a requirement of all, uh, of all spiritual practices up until this point to have this level of secrecy to it. But I think that's shifting. I think that there, like, for instance, the Kabbalah, that was something that was hidden from, from regular people until, I think the 60s, 40s to 60s is when the Kabbalah began to be sort of opened up, the study of it and the practice of it began to open up. And then, of course, now it's known. It's not necessarily accessible. The the um, Zoltar, which is the book that the Kabbalah is based on, is very, very dense. And most people, when they read it, have absolutely no idea what they're reading. But, you know, it's <laughs> it's more the the teaching of it is, is when it's revealed to you. And some people I think have the spiritual consciousness to be able to read it and understand it, but that was secret until very, very recently. Um, and like I mentioned before, and I think you're familiar the hermetic practices and, um, you, you know, so, but I think now that we're ready, the, the human race is ready to open to all of these practices in a way that we weren't before, I think, because of access to information and a willingness to be open. I mean, even 20, 25 years ago, you probably know, as, as I do, we're about the same age, th these conversations and the, the potential to even join a circle without the internet, but also just in community, there weren't circles, there were seances, right? And those seances were reserved yeah. for mediums who were born with a special gift that no one else had supposedly. And yeah. so <laughs> it, it, it just wasn't an open practice. And now that has changed entirely. And people are beginning to understand that it's not a special, it is a special gift, but it's not an, a gift given to only certain individuals and other people have to use those individuals to be go-betweens. There's still a belief in that people come to mediums I give readings to people, but I tell everyone, you can do this yourself. You know, you don't need a medium. You can contact your mother on your own. You don't need me. And it's true. Yeah. Um, but it sounds also in, in your sharing, just to go back to your, your origin story, if you, if you will, um, it sounds like what I've thought and discovered along the way more and more is that the trauma of you, the experience of almost losing your father, um, is what opened you. And that just seems to be a very common theme for people who are connected to spirit very deeply, that major trauma opens us. And it just, it feels like our pathways, our energetic pathways are opened by suffering. And that if you're able to process the suffering in a, in a healthy way, in a, in a loving, forgiving way, you're open suddenly to these energies in a way that you weren't before. It's just incredible. And it just kind of, I think, explains why we suffer you know it it, it gives yeah. a reason for the suffering because a lot of people are like why if there's a god why do we suffer so much and you know it's like well i can understand that for certain things but in terms of pain and personal suffering it just seems like that might partially be why because it opens us to what's really there you know the the processing of it so you began to meet people in spiritual circles, you begin to read, you begin to do research. And then when was it that you began to encounter at first the, the judgment from the religious side of your family? So, um, like I said, like my mother's side is very religious. Um, my mom, I think she's a little bit more understanding. I think she's more open-minded, mm -hmm. uh, but you know, my cousins, um, my aunts, you know, all of them were, they are religious. Some of them are, you know, like already dead. Um, but even like people that don't know me that well, you know, just like acquaintances and, and friends, uh, they will ask, you know, like, why do you believe in that? I saw you in church and uh, you know what the Bible says, like, why were you, you know? What was it that let them how did they find out about your beliefs? Did you tell them? So I was kind of having panic attacks left and right everywhere. And uh, the way that I kind of like deal with that was going outside and kind of like trying to come down and people will go outside and ask, and ask me like, what's happening? So instead of like me saying, oh, I'm just having a panic attack, I knew now what it was. 
I was just getting overwhelmed because of everybody's energy. And I would say that. And they would look at me I like see. I was <laughs> crazy because I, I refused to keep saying something that I knew that it was not right. I was not having real panic attacks. It was just me being overwhelmed about like all the energies that were around. And I was so open to that. And I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't mm -hmm. know how to you know, understand like the information that was coming at me at that moment, I, I didn't know. Um, so I just walked outside, you know, like breathe and stuff like that until like I can compose myself and come back in and they will ask and I'll, I'll tell them. And uh, some of them were shocked, you know, they were like, oh, you know, like I thought that you were, you know, a, a church gore I thought that you believe in God and I'm like yeah I, I do believe in God um but then they will say to me well God you know doesn't like you know things like that uh you know that in the Bible it says that every person that does witchcraft and stuff like that will go to hell and I started to panic more because I didn't understand I I I question like, so then if this is bad, like why would God let me feel this, this? Why would I, you know, be open to this if this is bad? Like, is this like a, like a test that I'm trying like to, to do like, and I find, I found it so um, nerve wracking to know the truth. <laughs> like, if this is good, if this is bad, like why would people tell me that is good? Then others will tell me that it's bad. Like, what is all this about? And it made me question myself. It made me question how I felt. It made me question the information that was receiving, you know, um, it made me question my relationships with people. You know, mm -hmm. what does that mean? Like, it means that if I choose this path, then you're not going to be my friend. You're not going to be my family member anymore because I just not, you know, like into what you are. And I don't know, like, if people go to these spaces, but of course, like, I started, like, arguing mm -hmm. about religion with anybody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was more overwhelming, and it, it made me, it made me so unhappy, and I, I question, like, why go into this? Why be so open to these other energies when I, would it just make me feel, like, lonely, and, um, shameful and all these things like it, it's it was just like really hard to understand you know it's so um, it's so sad because I don't know if you've come to this or not but the this is the truth this is the truth I think and you know I grew up Catholic I I was brought up my whole life as a serious Catholic weekly church you know not just holidays every week and uh Catholic school all the way through and um you know the, the problem is that people are indoctrinated into the belief in this Bible. And yes. I, I'm not trying to say that the Bible doesn't come from channeled information, but the fact of the matter is that the Bible was edited, was very badly edited by the people in power back in the early, you know, early, early days after, especially with the new Testament and, but also the old Testament as well. It was written by, by men who yes. manipulated facts and information to be able to suit their own needs. Now, does that mean that some of it isn't coming from a true spiritual place? No, I mean, it's the most one of the most powerful books in the history of humanity, right? So there's something about that book that has meaning and value, and it's not just written by men, that's for sure. But men took the facts and twisted them. And one of those facts, I think, is the idea that mediums and, and medium is, mediumship is witchcraft and that it's blah, 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 blah. Because that, if, if mediumship is not witchcraft and is not um, denigrated, then there's no longer a need for middlemen namely priests. And I, I can't remember when, I don't know if it's the Old Testament or the New Testament that the mediumship statement is made. Do you know? Do you remember? I think it's the the, the New Testament. It is the I New Testament. So. It yeah. makes all, all the sense in the world then <laughs> that they would want to make it so that, no, you can't have your own connection to, to God. If you do, you're a witch. You need to use us. You need to use the priests to get to God. And then the money goes to the 
church and then people rely on the church the masses are controlled and so you know we're over that we're moving past that now and it's sad that there are people who still think that those words that are bastardized by people from 300 AD are are still have value and meaning it's it's just and and it's difficult to understand how someone can look at a, a figure like Yeshua like Jesus Christ and see the things that he supposedly did he's not a witch he's not a medium and and yet you know today if you do the same things as him or even uh, one one millionth of what he did you're a witch or you're doing something bad it's just hypocrisy and it's and it's sad and it must be maddening but i hope that you've gotten to a place where you're less self-judgmental about it have you or are you still struggling with that fear that you're um to tell you the truth yes i struggle a little bit um i don't think that is like before um because every time that i meet uh with spiritual people in your group as well like i feel so welcome i feel that what we're doing is so beautiful so I think that that's a sign like that there's nothing wrong about it but because I do feel happy. I feel fulfilled like when I go to to those places and talk to about, you know, spiritism or um, energy healing, anything like that, like it, it makes me feel happy uh, from time to time, um, you know, in my family, like they still like go to church, they still you know, talk about the Bible and stuff like that. So in some instances, um, they will, you know, like throw like little things here and there, you know, that will make me like a little like crazy. But now like I more um, into kind of like my own self. So I don't feel the need to argue anymore. I don't feel the need to explain myself. Um, it would be better if... Um, nobody have to like judge nobody but it's still there so you know i just i think like the the more time i experience um my spirituality it makes me feel better it makes me feel more comfortable yeah yeah, yeah. and it's it's really all the same thing the the thing that they're doing is the thing that we're doing it's it's all one right so it, why there has to be a division between the people who go to church and people like us who might not go to church, but who also practice spirituality, there's really no difference. And I think it goes both ways, the judgment coming from them and then the judgment coming from us. A lot of people are very judgmental of Christianity. And yes. um, yeah. I'm not, I mean, look, I, I wear a cross every day of my life and, and it's not because I'm, I'm not Catholic anymore. I'm not Christian. Um, the reason I say I'm not Christian is because I think Christianity was bastardized after the Romans decided to take it seriously because uh, Constantine, I think it was, took over and began to believe in Christianity and turned it into a Roman thing and started to yeah. tell all the lies about it. So I don't call myself a Christian because I don't believe that it that it was what it was meant to be when it first started with Jesus, right? But I do yeah. believe in the in the tenets that Jesus taught. And I think Jesus is, it for me, one of my personal ascended masters who teaches me how to be a better person and how to, you know, turn the other cheek and forgive and love. So I believe in the basic tenets of Christianity and I don't judge that. What I judge, of course, is the misuse of the information, which is just ingrained into the religion and has been from the beginning of time. And look, I have priests who are good friends of my family, who are spiritual people, good people, who are um, very, you know, in their 80s, have been priests all their lives, are, you know, powerful people in my history, um, like family members to me. So it's, it's not a judgment against all priests or all Christian people or anything like that. It's just a judgment against the institution. I think it's a mistaken institution and people fall into the the indoctrinization that 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 institution has leaked since the beginning of uh, since its inception um but i also feel like sometimes like not from all people but i think that uh a lot of religious people question like all these things because also they feel that they better 
they feel that the way that they see um, Jesus and God and stuff like that, they feel that they are kind of like above you and they kind of feel like they need to save you. But it feels like it, it comes like from a personal like thing. It, it's not really, you know, like I love you so much that I want you to experience this. Um, so I, I find that also uh, that it kinds of like they have this mentality where, you know, they feel better than you because, you know, they believe in what is true and they they talk a lot about being right. This is the right thing. This is what, what God wants. And this is why God is right. And all that. Like, it, it, like I noticed that a lot. And that's mm -hmm. kind of um, the people that I'm, I'm a little bit afraid because it, it makes me feel that they truly believe that they have the truth of everything. And they know this and there's no other way around. There's mm -hmm. no way that they wrong there's no way that nothing is wrong. So you have to kind of either believe in this or like you, the bad person, you, you are on the other side, you know? Mm -hmm. So that, that makes me feel like a little like nervous. Um, because then how you express yourself, like how, you know, you let people know in what you believe, you know? and feel accepted and feel that you're a good person when you being good is tied to something that if you look around the world, like not everybody has the same religion. And, and, and that's something that it's, it's just so hard for me um, that a group of people think that they own the truth when mm -hmm. there's like a lot of religions that came way before uh, Christianity. Yeah. It, it's, it's just to me like I just and Christianity <laughs> so a lot of people believe and I don't I think Jesus was a real person um mm -hmm. I, the the power and and actually even if he wasn't I don't think it really matters because of the the power of his teaching has made him real so actually it doesn't really matter if he's real or not but but I believe that too. <laughs> yeah but but a lot of people um think or feel or believe or whatever that that it's actually none of it is true and that christianity is is rooted in these older religions like zoroaster zoroastrianism which mm -hmm. is has a very similar origin story to jesus and the virgin mary and all that it's very very similar and then of course you've got other greek mythologies and roman mythologies that go along with with those stories as well but like aside putting all that aside i just can't take I, I can't take seriously a group of people who call God he. I oh, just, yeah. you know, yeah. like, I just don't understand it. It's like, how do you think that this being, this energy, this whatever it is, it's not even a being, right? It's it's the all that is. How it's does that have a gender? There yeah. may be a divine masculine and divine feminine to that entity that then creates the offspring that we are. But the, to say that it, he, you know, God, he, 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 I just, I can't even, how can you, how can you keep, especially women, how can you move yeah. forward? You know, it's, it's so exclusionary. Um, so that to me, that's maybe next time you start to be concerned or feel judged, just say to yourself, well, they call God he, so, <laughs> you know, yep, what else is yeah. there to say? They got a lot, yes, a lot yes. of lifetimes to roll through. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, I completely believe in that. I find the universe and all these things that happen with energy, like so big, like to just uh, tie it into one little religion like one book one thing what like it's just so many things happening that it's it's, it's almost impossible for me to think that you know it, there's more that we don't know there's so much more that you know we cannot even imagine so i i think that is what make me kind of like go through day by day like understanding that even if they were right I think that in time we will see like more things. Like I, I don't want to prove anybody wrong anymore. 
I just want to, I don't know, like be happy and explore like the world, like the spiritual world, the cultures, religions, like everything. I, I for me, like that's fascinating. And and um, I I am done, you know, trying kind of like to to prove people wrong about it. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's it it's not it's just not helpful to to you yeah. to try and convince anybody of anything you can't convince people to people are on their own path and their own journey and there's there's no there's no reason to try and convince them otherwise and there's also no reason to feel like you have to jump on board with what they believe either it's unfortunate yeah. that they can't return that and and it is hard because I think that in time, I think probably in a couple hundred years, it's already happening. And I think in a couple hundred years, people are going to be more like you and me and, and others like us, just a little bit less tied to a certain theology or a certain institution or a certain um, doctrine that was passed down among the ages that is sexist and racist and all of these things that make no sense, you know, to love and compassion and forgiveness. Um, I think more people are going to begin to open their frame of reference and eventually come to the point where they're just, they just are in awe of what is not needing to um, have a framework for it. There, you know, and that's what religion is. It's a framework for the inexplicable. And I understand wanting that, but it it seems to also create a framework that keeps others out. It's like a framework of, you know, that we surround ourselves with, like a borderland of belief that keeps others out. And that's not what is taught, supposedly, you know? So that's that's not what the, the teachings are. Jesus didn't teach to keep others out. Jesus spent the most time with the people that today are kept out, you know? Yeah. The, the shelter, yeah. the unsheltered, the the people who are desperate, you know, the, the sick, the, the needy, that's who Jesus was with. Jesus wasn't with the rich people in the temple, you know, Jesus wasn't going to the, uh, you know, revival tents and giving all, you know, giving money to the leaders there. He was arguing with the leaders of the time. So are you reading what, you know, and then forget about like what, what actually was was probably said, which is in those extant gospels that are not considered real gospels, but like the gospel of Thomas, the gospel of Mary Magdalene, gospel, you know, all of those um, Dead Sea Scroll gospels that give a lot more interesting information and who knows what else there is that we haven't even had exposure to. Just the idea that, re that um, reincarnation was discussed by Jesus apparently. And, you know, so just seems like there's picking and choosing of what people believe. So where are you at now with, you said that you still sometimes struggle with the, with being afraid that you're on the wrong side, <laughs> that you're, yeah. you know, that you're, but where, where would you say you are now? You've been practicing at least in our circle for two years now, regularly, yeah. Yeah. and um, probably doing your own other stuff as well. Where do you think you stand now with those beliefs and, and like, where do you see yourself going with them? Do you see that these, these judgments holding you back still? Um, I wouldn't say that they holding me back. I still think about that. And I think in a weird way, it's good because I, that helps me kind of like be a better person because I know you know, like that God exists. And that makes me feel like, okay, so um, I just trying to be the best version of me. And mm -hmm. I, I think that helps me, you know, like kind of like balance me out. Um, because there are like a lot of other things that, you know, it's, it's not like that are religious and this is why like they, you know, like bad or negative. It's more that I am not going to engage in those things without any judgment. And I think um, that side of, of my family, that side of that um, being Christian and, and believing in God and the Bible, like keeps me like a little bit in check of like what my values and my morals are. So even though like that has caused like a lot of friction, a lot of like me 
doubting, it also has helped me like understand more like what my boundaries are. Mm -hmm. like, I, I believe that it has helped me in that way. Um, I feel that it's not holding me back because I still uh, trying to research about uh, my origins. I still practice uh, the things that I want uh, to practice. Uh, I'm still like going to a circle. Uh, when I can, I share like with others, you know, my experiences and how, you know, that those experiences have made me feel and how those experiences actually have like make me grow like personally, you know, and even professionally they, they have. Um, and it has been a blessing in my life because I feel more connected. Mm -hmm. I, I feel um, blessed like with this knowledge and I barely, you know, like I feel that I know things like I, I think there's so much more like to mm -hmm. study. Um, one thing that I did like for me to understand better, I was reading a book um, about the origins of the Dominican Buddha that um, kind of like practiced and understood how this came about and why there is Catholicism and Christianism inside this also, you mm -hmm. know, kind of like um, religion, you know, it, it's, it's a mixture of so many things mm -hmm. and um, why like people in my country before like were so mysterious about it, why not, why they didn't talk about it, why it was kind of um, like a secret. Um, nobody wanted like to talk about it and you have to be invited to these things in order uh, for you to know of it. And it's, it's because actually uh, when Spain um, went to, to our country and, and, you know, like we were kind of like trying to be colonialized like for that, they bring all those things, you know, like religion and they kind of like uh, said that uh, whatever religion we were practicing, it was like from the devil. It was it was bad, yep. and there was a lot of people that were killed and yep. you know punished because of like practicing something else. Yeah, and reading all that, like it actually made me feel those two connections, those like those that comes from my ancestors from Africa, from the Taino people and also from, you know, like Europe as well. Like they there, I can, I can feel it. I can see it. It's just like me trying to kind of like get the best out of everything. I, mm -hmm. I, I believe, I, I don't think that, um, I think there's things wrong and there's things that are right about like everybody. So yeah. I, I think that what, that what it keeps me like, feeling more positive like this is not has something that is just only good everything like it's it's mixed this is it's great life and this is yeah yeah so and I I think that looking back this is what I had like a lot of uh, like a hard time because I think I was more of a black and white person uh-huh most people and, are. yes so the experiences that I had um I think like it opened me up to all these colors and being less judgmental and understanding that there's things that I cannot even imagine that people have gone through. Um, even when I was having like all this, like a spiritual awakening and all that stuff, there was a lot of negative things that came in my life. Of there course. was a lot of uh, negative experiences that I had with people uh with uh negative negativity and stuff like that like in my house in myself you know there, there was like a battle a real battle that I had to be like and, and understand like what was happening for me to kind of like understand what was it that I want what was it that I was looking for um and, and heal to, yes there was a lot of healing and um early on you said that like it's it's very common that people like start like the spiritual journey when something kind of like bad happening it, it makes you like open like to all these things and 
I think for me, I struggle a lot because I couldn't accept that. I couldn't accept that I have to go through so many hard things in order for me to spiritually open and see them. And not in a way like accept them, but understand and just know that that was a lesson for me to grow. Mm -hmm. That I don't have to keep those like negative experiences and bad experiences with me. That I was just there like to teach me something and then I have to kind of release it. Mm -hmm. And it, it was really hard uh, for me. It's to, very hard. It's very to understand that. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it's something that you understand as it's happening. I think you understand it in retrospect. You know, I, yeah. I had my own version of, of that for a long time, just really terrible things happening over and over and over again within a very short period of time, which led to my own, you know, awakening. And, um, yeah. and at the time, the suffering was too great to even be able to look at it as anything but suffering. You know, yes. there, there was no room for... I'm growing here. There were a couple of experiences after the initial awakening that also hurt very much where I yes. was able to see, okay, I'm being healed here. I'm being opened and healed with this experience. And I was able to suffer greatly, but also be aware and offer my pain up to God and ask for help. And, but in the beginning, when, when I first, when the experiences first exploded everything for me, I couldn't see any of that. It was just, yes. it just hurt. Now yeah. I look back and even though a lot of the things are regretful and regrettable and I wish that they hadn't ha happened, they did, they did bring me to the place that I needed to go in my own life. Um, so I, I hear what you're saying about that. Yeah. I, I was actually battling that word that you just said. I refuse to believe that all that was like taking me to a place that I would like be happy. I was revealing to that like no uh i cannot accept that bad things are happening for me to be better no this is not the way it is i know and you <laughs> you, really you read you read about people saying well you know when that happened to me i became a totally different person and in a much better place and it it is true but you know that doesn't mean that there's not still i for me it was a while ago but i still have you know certain feelings about wishing that it hadn't happened you know I don't I don't yes. fully From time to time yeah yeah you know I mean I wish that I had you know not had to go through this in order to get here and it doesn't always feel great you know yes, it still yes. still doesn't feel great you know yeah to remember some of the hurts and the um betrayals and you know the rug being pulled and all that stuff you know it's yeah. like you don't yeah you never really like it, <laughs> but, exactly. but be before it happened, I was, a I was a totally different person and I was not fully embracing who I am. And now I do fully embrace who I am. And, and that's, that's the way we're supposed to be. And, and, yeah. and to, ex and, and to just address your, the, the idea of being a better person because of this connection to spirit, it's absolutely true because Spirit is, God is next to you all the time. God is there to ask for help and not in a way where you go to church and that's where you connect with God and you see the priest and that's how you connect with God. But right here, right now is God, you know? Yes. And so you know that and you know that God is there to support, protect, help and develop you so that God yes. can witness through you what is that God created. <laughs> so, yes. and how can you not at least try to be a better person with that knowledge, that yes. very yes. intense knowledge? It is that hard, like to, for us to ascend like in, in that way, because there's so many things that we will not be able to understand if we haven't experienced like all that. So it's, it's totally understanding. Even like if we kind of like feel bad from time to time. No, and we, that's what I, I really feel. I had this revelation a couple of years ago. I really do feel that that's what we're here to do. I, I really feel yep. that we came here as almost as heroes to process pain. I, I have, I wonder if, if pain is actually something beyond emotion and beyond personal experience and rather some kind of 
energetic thing or chemical thing. And we are actually here to process it. And the more we're able to do that, the more we're willing to just be with the pain, process it and allow it to ascend, the more maybe we raise the the vibration of the planet. Maybe we bring the planet into the, you know, level two uh, civilization, you know, which right now we're at level zero. Maybe, maybe that's the point. Um, and that people who fail miserably are actually to be felt sorry for because they came here to do the same thing that we came here to do and they failed terribly. And they're probably not going to have another chance for a while after that, you know, to, to really, I, I really so. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I, I think we're here to suffer. We're here also to love and have joy and do all of the whole gamut of the human experience. But I really think that suffering is a main part of why we're here and to avoid it is just, you're not doing what you came here to do. So you know that um i think for a couple of days um actually weeks uh now that you mentioned pain um i was writing something about it and it's just weird that you said that because what i wrote was actually don't let me not feel pain interesting yes um because i felt that through that like i I learn things. And without that, without that, the impact of pain, I will be lost. <laughs> Actually, that was kind of what I wrote. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I guess that goes along with the idea of people say that you need pain in order to experience love. You know, you need, you need the both sides of the coin in order to experience each side of the coin. But I think that's a little, that's a little simplistic. It's like, it's not, it doesn't exist for the other thing to exist. It exists on its own. It exists yeah. to be processed. It's part of the human condition. It's yeah. one half of the human pain and love the two that's, that's all there is pain and love. And mm -hmm. perhaps pain is love as well. But so to deny that other half is not only will you not grow and learn, but you aren't being fully whole. You're not whole if you're not in that truth. And how, if you're not whole, how can you be fully open? And if you're not fully open, how can you experience spirit? And if you can't experience spirit, how can you be whole? So it's it's this circular. It's like circular. Yeah, yeah. I believe that too. Yeah. Well, Angela, this has been a very interesting and I think really um uh, helpful conversation because like, like I said in the beginning, I don't think this is unusual. I think I experience it too. And I'm not even a person who's surrounded by judgmental people, you know, yeah. and the people I'm surrounded with, even the ones who are not spiritual in terms of, in the way that we are, they're open, you know, but e even I, it, it's just, it's hard to be fully and completely, um, open with my beliefs with anybody but people who are on the same level because it's hard for people to have these conversations it's hard for people to really you know if i shared what i just shared with you about my belief about pain and it being the reason we're here and that we came here for that most people are like okay <laughs> yeah sure great uh, <laughs> i'm gonna take off now uh yeah, and, and that's pessimistic. <laughs> and and it's just it sound they think it sounds cuckoo. They think it sounds crazy, you know. Yeah. And and they that's okay. That's that's all right. But it it's unfortunate because that makes it hard then to be fully authentic with everybody. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I I experienced that to a very small extent as well. And then I think all the way up the scale, people experience the struggle of being able to fully be in their beliefs, at least in this day and age, we're not hung and burned for our beliefs. Yeah. Although hopefully we're not heading back in that direction. Hopefully, I don't think yeah. so, but <laughs> I think love and light actually in this case is all there is and yes. it's going to prevail. But then you see things like Southern Methodists removing female leadership from churches and taking churches away from, you know, people when they're led by women and it makes you wonder where we're headed but hopefully yes. those people are just an old you know a by bygone era and they will you know just disappear into history as an embarrassment <laughs>
hopefully yes i agree with you but um so you would you like to share any social media or anything like that for our listeners in case anybody wants to get in touch with you either for a reading or just to have a conversation or anything like that yes um they can uh email me the email that i use is uh ngp1227 at yahoo.com um I'm open like for questions and just sharing stories as well. All right. Thank you so much, Angela, for sitting down with me. Thank you. Thank you. It was great. It was. And to our listeners, thank you. And we love you. Mm -hmm.